I'm pescatarian, so I'll eat fish. I feel like if I can eat it raw, I can, I should be, I can eat it. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you can eat something raw, you can eat it. I mean, I'd like everything better if, I mean, this is just my take. I would never go out and hunt an animal myself, yeah. but I'd much rather somebody go out have like wild game who's lived a life has eaten the correct things and has yeah. a fair chance to escape yeah. and be free instead of like the factory farming <laughs> where you have cows sitting on their own shit and yeah. chickens who can't stand or open their eyes and they yeah. have no life that really bothers me if i if i see raw meat i immediately can't eat it uh, like yeah. if i see chicken before it's cooked i won't eat it <laughs> yeah if it's like ethically taken care of i'm I would be more comfortable with that. I, and it's less of a moral thing for me. It's more of a stomach thing for me. I just... Oh, yeah? I can't die, I can't digest it anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I've been without it for about five and a half years now. Congratulations. That's a real... I mean, <sighs> I think committing yourself to even a diet is really admirable because it takes a lot of strength to take yourself out of those habits and all like the processed foods that were fed since we're younger and we didn't really notice because it was all that was given to us and i think our parents didn't know any better generally oh my gosh (laughs) yeah you go to colleges and it's like oh we're gonna spend 30 billion dollars on a nice new dining hall but the food's still gonna taste like ass (sighs) i mean if you like eating if you like eating their own i mean eat that ass i mean sure Welcome to the Edgy Punks Podcast. This is your host, Craig Biedemann, welcoming you to another conversation with some everyday educators and daily disruptors. This week, I'm chatting with two two of my good friends, uh, Jess Hall and Tom Stevens of the band Old Soul, who put out their new album, Koi, this Friday on Counterintuitive Records. Counterintuitive Records is a nice label sponsor we've had in the past, so I'm really excited to get to share some tunes from Old Soul this week and even share a little bit about the beginnings of Counterintuitive Records because Tom has a little bit of an insight to how that all got started, which is pretty kick-ass. I want to thank folks who gave us a lot of good feedback on last week's Uh, double episode which was the first monthly installment of in between spins which is a great collaboration between me and my friend Jacqueline O'Connell who works for the Brixton agency and 6131 records and yeah it was really great to hear that folks really liked the, the 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 format of that show getting to hear some new tunes getting to hear folks talking about some albums which was a lot of fun we want to thank Chris 
Rosanino one more time. You're actually going to get to hear from him in a couple weeks. Spoiler alert. He does some really cool work as well, so I'm really excited to share that conversation with you all. Uh, And getting to this conversation today, uh, chatting with Jess Hall, who is the lead singer and guitarist of Old Soul, and Tom Stevens, who's also guitarist and does some vocals for Old Soul as well. Really, really great conversation where we dug into a lot of different topics. We talked a lot about coming up as a DIY band, uh, including what it takes to kind of just be a band and keep a band running and existing while trying trying to go through college. I was in a college band uh, a few many many moons ago, and I know all about what it was like for us. So it was nice to hear what it was like for them and their recent college graduates, which you'll hear here in a moment. So it's really exciting that now they get to really focus on um, making music. Uh, they, they did the school thing and now they're focusing on making some music. There is also going to be an extra episode from this conversation because we got off track on uh, uh, one part of the conversation and it really branched into something really neat. It's a really niche conversation, which I love for those little extra episodes. So just stay tuned for that one uh, this Saturday. But now I'm going to get you to this conversation with uh, Jess and Tom from Old Soul, and you're going to get to hear tunes from them a little bit later. All right, let's get to it. Okay, so I'm sitting here in my living room. This is the s- second podcast I've done in my living room. Yeah, I had Greg from Derive in my living room. That was great. Uh, I've got Tom and Jess here from Old Soul. Give Hi. a little bit of intros about yourself. Persons. I'm Tom. We'll, we'll start with our persons <laughs> and not our, our band stuff. Okay. Yeah, start um, with you as individuals, human beings. Yeah, so um, my name's Tom. Um, I'm a recent college graduate. Oh, congrats! Hey, from where? Thank you. From UMass Lowell, where I studied creative writing. UMass! Yay. Sorry, I'm a big fan of the UMass system. Yeah. UMass Amherst graduate of grad school, and I work at UMass Boston. So, you know. Oh, oh the two that they actually take care of. Classic. <laughs> UMass Boston's not taken care of. We're yeah, so yeah, much I feel like. Dead. It's yeah. hilarious. Crippling. <laughs> it's crippling. Sorry, continue. Creative writing. Yeah, I studied, I studied creative writing, and um, now I just got a job at Starbucks, and uh, Classic. I'm doing the trying to do the music thing a little bit, and my, You're doing a my, little bit my more interests than a little are, bit. Are, are all over the place, and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out what I'm what I'm gonna do. And Tom will figure it out because Tom's a very intelligent young person, so I have oh, all thanks. the faith in the world. One of those millennials that'll just figure it out, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I think Tom's Definitely like an older those. man trapped in a young man's body. <laughs> you are. You How are your hips? Call that an old soul. Oh! oh! He said it. Well, I'm leaving. <laughs> he that's said the, it. Like, that's like the the stereotype. That's like exactly what old soul is meant to mean, right? Yeah. Like a Tom being an old man trapped in a young man's <laughs> Jess, body. Why are you so bummed about this? <laughs> I'm not bummed. I'm just trying not you to like so cackle like I usually do my cackle. <laughs> it will clip the mic. I like have to walk down the street to laugh. So I'm trying to contain it. <laughs> All right. No, Good. you're fine. Jess, who are you? 
I'm Tom. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, my name's Jess. Jess Hall. All word, one lowercase. Um, I'm 23. I just graduated from UMass Lowell with a degree in music performance. Yeah! I am just really excited you know all these opportunities that have been coming around you know i i didn't have a an easy upbringing and just being able to collaborate and create musical fusion with these wonderful people Mm -hmm. and getting to meet people like you and all these wonderful voices in the music community it's just it's been a really a pleasure uh the past couple of years you know crawling out of that hole and basking in the light if you will (laughs) wait is college the hole Sort of. It, it was like it was like the the the, the bottom, and then okay, I yeah, graduated. I, just, and I, I didn't came know out. you were okay. I mean, I get that. Yeah, no, I, I college get it. had many holes. I get it. I just didn't know what you were referring to. Life, life in is a hole, and you spend all of your life trying to climb out it, and sometimes you fall back down the hole. Mm-hmm. But um, at least you can still see the light. Wow! Oh shit! Oh, shit. I have a degree. Oh shit! And we thought you're the creative writer. Yeah, you're the creative writer. Let this me just use my here. manic state to spew out uh, whatever bullshit knowledge I think I have. No worries. Just as having a bit of a moment. Uh, it's will. been the past couple of days. <laughs> but let's talk about the band. You guys have been doing it for a couple of years now, right? Um. Yeah, almost three. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, almost three. 2015? Dang, then I saw y'all, the first so. time I saw y'all, you were like first, first together when I saw you at Leslie University. Oh my god, with uh, Mike Saw. Yeah. Mike yeah. Saw is a great person. Was that person. two years now? Yeah, and I think, uh, I forget who else was on Shiver. That. Shiver was also on Shiver. Yep. Right, yeah. right. Um, and homies, then I, homies, homies. Yeah, for sure, and I was like in love with your sound that night, and, uh, I think I got the CD. There's a C, you have the EP? Was C- yeah, it was the EP, yeah. Yeah. It was either the first EP or the split EP we did. I can't remember. Was it a blue cover? Yes. With a dog on it? Yeah, yes, that was, that that was the okay, first good. EP. Yeah, that's the one I have. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Um, but y'all finally got an LP, right? Yeah, officially. Uh, it's going to be February 9th. We uh, released our first single a couple of days ago. and our Falling next one, a, fell asleep during Twin Peaks. Yeah, I fell asleep to, tw- to, to Twin Peaks. Part one. Part one. <laughs> Tyler, okay. Yes, there is a part two. Please tell me the story behind that. Well, Tyler, Tyler is a very um, creative person. Mm-hmm. And what he likes is what Tyler likes. And... A lot of the time he comes up with... We all hate with, it. Yeah, we all we hate, hate it. it. Hear that, Tyler? <laughs> no, we just kind of level with him so he gets off our back. No, I'm just kidding. Bassist, am I right? Um, but no, Tyler... Oh, I get it. <laughs> Tyler is very into video games and anime and um, I don't, don't know. Don't knock and, anime. And don't knock anime. And not in this, oh, house. no, no, of not in this no. household. No, I love it all. I think, it's, I think it's awesome. Uh, Tyler really Good. dives into it, though, and... Uh, he just comes up... The thing I love about Tyler Heisler is the fact that he's so... You just look at him, and he's just like, Hey, what's up? I'm Tyler. <laughs> but then, like, his whole being is just this eccentric, nerdy weirdo behind the scenes. You would mm-hmm. never know it until you talk to him, and it's great. And I, I love you, Tyler. I'm not saying this <laughs> in, like, a mean way at all. I'm pretty... I, he has to deal with me, my manic... Everything has Everything. To be fine. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but, uh... I don't know. Then he just sprung the name up one day. Yeah. I really don't know where it came from. Um, hmm. 
No, he was like, we were, none of us liked it except for him. And he, he kept pushing it. We couldn't think of anything else. So he, we, we finally got through. And, then, and you went with and all one word, then, lowercase. You, I know you emphasize that. Oh, with old soul? Yeah, with old soul. Yeah, because we have to. We so have to. Like yeah. the other old souls. Oh, okay. like, it's such a common thing for people to call themselves. Yeah. Like, I'm an old soul, and it's obviously two words. Okay. I mean, if you're grammatically yeah. whatever. But, yeah. I mean, in order to separate ourselves from... Another old soul. Yeah, just on the internet. would it just uh, so And copyright mm-hmm. issues, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I said, it's a common name. So. Okay. Yeah, the other and, day, like, some, some people in, like, a Facebook <coughs> group were... In like Cleveland, like a, a DIY Facebook group for like booking shows was riffing on our band name and how it was similar to other bands because there's like a band in Cleveland called Old Souls, and there's there's a band from Michigan, the Black Metal Super Group, as it's sometimes referred to, called Old Soul, mm-hmm. and there's an Old Soul from Maine. But yeah, that's and technically that's enough for that. Topic, most of us but. are Old Souls, <laughs> but so. we're the only one with one. Word old soul. There you go. No and, and you were talking about Tyler was suggesting the song title, right? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Making sure I was on there. No, the the name. I mean, the reason I came up with it is because, um, I mean, my my mom has a best friend who's very spiritual, um, and she's really into deep meditation, and she really believes in like reincarnation and past lives. And I remember, um, I was always a really anxious person growing up with my my past my traumatic childhood and i ended up you know one day we were in new york meeting up with her um they've been friends since college my mom is i won't say her age sorry mom Mm. um but uh (laughs) you know we were hanging out and i was just really manic that day and and she was like you know what jess like good things are gonna come to you like you've lived several lives like this is just a test like you're you you are strong enough to come through everything with everything you've experienced and gone through in your past lives like this is your journey this is your destination um you are a collection of past lives that have hmm. brought you to where you are. Something, something along those lines. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not super spiritual, but um, it really stuck with me. She called me an old soul, and mm-hmm. I really liked that. Um, especially at that moment, being so distraught, it was really nice to hear just like a have a a good term coined for this awful experience I was feeling or how I thought I was and it's just nice you know it's like I went through all these bad things and somebody still has something nice to say about me from those experiences and there's positivity in the bad if that makes sense oh for sure I don't know that totally makes sense old soul (laughs) yeah no I dig it I dig it a lot and um it sounds I mean I'm a big fan of hippies so (laughs) it sounds very hippy dippy to me and I love that because I'm I'm from Oregon and we got that so like we're actually a Grateful Dead cover band yeah (laughs) I was gonna say so it it sounds very uh very perfect for the type of person I know you to be and you to be have it be kind of beneficial for both of you in the way you explain Tyler even like everyone's I think definitely a collection of everything we've ever encountered and for that we carry a lot of weight exactly and so for that it also makes us that weight can be unbearable sometimes and so that makes us feel a little more aged and more ragged than we really are like i just turned 30 and i do not look 30 years old (laughs) let me tell you but there are definitely days where there i definitely like it feels weird to say, I feel it. But, like, there it is. Like, yesterday, I was 
exhausted, like all, like physically exhausted all day. And I'm like, is this what it's going to be like in 20 years when I'm like this times two? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I fell asleep during Twin Peaks. I fell asleep to Twin Peaks to part Twin one Peaks. and part two. It, are they a connection of songs? Yeah, okay. they connect together. So, I mean, we put out um, the our first single was just the first part, mm-hmm. um, which by itself, it's a pretty short song, mm-hmm. uh, but then it transitions immediately. Once you hear it on the record, it just goes mm-hmm. right into the part two. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to, just to keep people's interest, we took out the part two because it's a little slower. Mm-hmm. It's a little more... Uh, sleepy mm-hmm. so we figured the best way to present ourselves as like i mean we're not new but we're pretty new in the in like the eyes of most people who yeah. have we've recently collected a, a a following yeah and um just wanted to pick a song that really showed a lot of our musical elements uh and and draw people's attention you know the first song you know you got to like like you're saying, you know how you start off your podcast, you take a blip of something that's really interesting that'll catch somebody's ear. Wow, that's really interesting and funny. I want to hear the rest of it. Yeah, that's what you know we were thinking yeah. about with our first single. I just thought it, it had a catchy chorus that yeah. kicked in pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zach Boudreaux from Sleeping Patterns is actually mm. on the second chorus of that song. Love Sleeping Patterns, good band. Mm-hmm. Love Zach. Yeah, it um, it's important. I think it's really, and I'm a I'm a big. Uh, albums person, as you can tell, yes, <laughs> um, by my wall of records and um, pops and pop figures. I think it is it's important, and and I've always I've actually been singles averse for a while um, because I like to hear albums in full. Yeah, and so someone's like, "Did you hear that new single?" I'm like, "No, I'll hear the album." Yeah, but I actually I I, I actually listen to the to the single before and I do like how it um goes right into this chorus and it the whole album the, the, that song actually feels um has a lot of good energy to it and so this part 2 I haven't heard it yet to take a turn actually seems would make sense to me yeah it's like two movements yeah it's like one song but two that's what two you movements want. yeah that's what yeah. you want on an album if you're especially if you're making it a distinction that this is another movement of this song, um, it makes me think of like how bands haven't done that in what would have been more strategic, like the Mars Volta from oh Francis God. the Mute, where they're like, "Yeah, we wrote five songs. One of them's thirty-eight minutes long, <laughs> but fuck you." And I'm like, "No, you could have easily broken this up." And yeah. so, like, my head like breaks when people like just give them their own breath. Yeah breath to breathe on the album granted i listen to like some prog metal that have like longer songs too but it's important to i think give each of those things their own breath on an album exactly yeah yeah it's good i think i think they just don't want they don't want people to split it up i guess they don't want someone to pick and choose different parts i guess yeah that's the reason i could think of yeah it's fair that's fair so how do so the uh, album's coming out uh-huh. The ninth. Yes. How was the process writing it, putting it together? Long. Because uh, this is your first LP, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was. I don't know. I almost just said the word hodgepodge. <laughs> <laughs> I can't figure out the context of uh, where that was. Fit, but... <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's pretty hodgepodge. <laughs> I think that's a pretty awful sentence. So, 
Let me rephrase. Um, We're I keeping mean, it. <laughs> it like it it yeah. It took a long time to write it. We we never had too many like concentrated like writing sessions. Um, we were all in school or working full time. Yeah, our, our schedules sorta, just never met up. It just sort of came together over time, and um, like two of the songs, "Slow Down, Senpai," and "Eyeless." have already been released but these are re-recorded versions they deserved it that fit better with the album oh they did no they really did deserve it (laughs) i'm always interested in how uh, this is a little Mm. bit of a tangent i'm always interested in how bands decide that to re-include a song that's already been put out or that you've been using for a while we just weren't happy with how they came out before okay and like we had many qualms with um just how the production came out and I don't it wasn't it was just rushed and a lot of circumstantial problems with it we felt um so it was all uh analog recording it was all tape recording Not too all. we actually Most did it. it it was actually part of someone's project for sound recording technology oh, which wow. is a major at UMass yeah. a music major so we re- originally recorded it all in analog like tape like, I don't know how it works exactly. The early death cap Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that... I don't, it was a cool I experience. don't think those recordings exist anymore. But the, the <laughs> drums... All the drums on uh, <clears throat> the, the versions of those songs on the split that we released are analog recorded drums. But everything else was recorded later into Pro Tools. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I also, like... I mean, those... But... We weren't... And we're still not a big band. Um, we're still pretty locally based, which, I mean, I have no problem with that at all. But um, those two songs, like, really kind of hooked people to us, especially when we did the litter box sessions. Yeah. And, um, you know, just because we weren't so well-known, I thought it was good to take... I mean, one, I thought those songs deserved to be re-recorded because I liked those songs. I liked them, and I wanted them to be put to rest in a on in an honorable... Excuse me, honorable way, in yeah. my opinion. Um but people really liked them, and it kind of those were the two songs that really got people to start listening to us. And um, I you, don't know, people... you gave them what they deserve. I like I like the way that you put that. That's yeah. a, that's really great. Um, it's it's funny because it reminds me. I put out my EP last uh, yeah. a new EP last year about losing my dad, and I I act, the first song on it is a song that I originally wrote in 2011. It's an, an instrumental song that whenever I played it live, everyone would be like, that's that's my favorite song that you play. And I was like, oh, is it because it's the only one where I don't say words? <laughs> Great. Thanks. You keep your mouth shut the whole time. Yeah, the whole it. time. Um, and so I want, but I wanted it to be, it's, it's just instrumental and I love instrumental post-rock. Me too. And so I wanted to give it. Uh, post-rock treatment Mm -hmm. and so i enlisted my buddy tyler hicks of io and he did the whole production for me with me and we um we made it something that i'm like truly incredibly proud of and like to even to put it to rest like it makes so, so much more so much sense because mine's about losing a dad and so um but that's the only time i've really done that but on my next album i'm actually unearthing the first song i ever wrote really and it is, I recorded it once with a webcam microphone oh, that yeah. was 
purely trash. And so I've never like released that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to like do its own and I'm folk punking it out. And so it's yeah. going to be a whole different thing. So I'm always interested in how other people decide um, to make those deci- decisions. I, I dig it a lot. I'm glad you guys decided that. Yeah, I, I think it's important to, to leave you. I mean, I don't think like an artist's work obviously is never done. You're never really truly happy with your, you know, and it's like yeah. you can always go back and go, oh, that could have been different, that could have been different, that could have been different. But it's just nice to uh, feel at ease with these with these songs, like I said, you know, put them to, to rest. It, it just, I think they deserved to, to be put into this light like this is how i was at, we were actually hearing them you know yeah and um yeah. <clears throat> i don't know it's really no, nice yeah i'm not... glad people enjoy them and they'll actually be able to hear a nice high quality version jake checkaway did a really really fantastic job yeah um, at least in my opinion so yeah it's yeah. gonna be coming out on counterintuitive records yeah who is a label sponsor of the podcast and we've shared a bunch of tunes from Counterintuitive in the past, which is so super great. Um, so that was really exciting for me to see. How did that come about? Um, I've known, I mean, we've I, known Jake for I went like... to high school with Jake, <laughs> who runs Counterintuitive Records. Yeah. And um, he, yeah, so I knew him since I was a sophomore in high school. Dang. And um, when we were submitting the record out to... Um, labels he uh yeah he got back to us right away and like i mean he already knew us and knew our band so um i think he was kind of waiting to hear the tracks and i think he was always thinking he might want to do something um, with it release our album but he had to hear it first and yeah (laughs) yeah make sure he actually liked it (laughs) and could stand um, behind it (laughs) So I'm really happy to be working with Jake and his label. He's been doing a really amazing job with it. Um, I've kind of watched him create it from the ground up. Yeah. Um, we were roommates one year in college, and I think he was a. I was the first person ever he told he was trying to start a record label because ah. he was trying to like keep it low key at first yeah. in case like it didn't work. Yeah. Out, but so. Um, I mean, you always have those, like, they always start as a little idea, and you tell, like, one person. Yeah. Just to, like, gauge if it's a shitty idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, right. what do you think about I this? I feel like that, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I wonder if my reaction, like, encouraged him or, like, discouraged him all, at all. I think it must have encouraged him. Well, how did you respond? It, it, at least it didn't discourage That's awful. Him. So, <laughs> I mean, like, don't ever do that. Who the fuck that? do you think you are? What did I say? I said... I would have said, I don't know, like, I'm not very outwardly expressive, but, like, I mean, I was supportive, obviously, I said. Um, I mean, yeah, that sounds awesome. (laughs) I I just, I don't remember. Like, I love that. He, like, no, I'm sure you told me, like, more specifically what he was playing, because the band was Bay Faction, and, and... That was the first. No, band? he he showed what happened. He showed me the band's demo. Okay. Um. And I was like, "Yeah, this is really cool. I I think people would dig us. I I mean, I think this band could be popular. And I mean, that was. I mean, I, I years ago. Oh, that was like. 
three at least three years ago. And now they've put um, out Nervous Dater, but, uh, which had a sick album last yep, year. Yeah, Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Prince Daddy, Mom Jeans. Sleeping Pattern. Mom Jeans just got signed to uh, Side One Dummy. Yep, same which with is, Mississippi. Side which One Dummy is, is ridiculous. So. Well, I also had Weekend Friends, which just got some like boston music awards so they're on yeah, boston yeah. calling i i believe yeah too, one they're of the gonna, days. they're one of the locals so i mean dude's yeah, got some taste so you guys are joining some taste maker he's been like he's know. been really good at, <laughs> like, um predicting bands what bands will be popular what, what I think is really cool about Jake is watching him, um, you know, like like Tom said, like from the beginning, uh, Jake, you know, used to be super, he, I mean, not used to, he still is, but super into music, super into going to shows, like very excited about music constantly. Like he was just like living and breathing, listening to music and to watch him, you know, go from this high school person to, yeah. to who had all these like who loved music and was just like i like listening to music to somebody who's literally like making a huge difference in the scene and people's lives and in bands lives like he's giving these bands a chance to have an outlet and and i just really appreciate the way he interacts with not only the people he works with but with the people who actually put money into buying these bands you know they pay mm. for the bands they 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 support these bands. They share them. They and it's crazy to just watch them go from oh this tiny little idea to like hello. Like yeah. I mean I don't know. Like you said I don't know what is going on with Side One Dummy, but to have a record label that big pick and choose from your record label, yeah, that's crazy. Big deal. I think that's awesome. You're yeah. joining that that roster. Go Jake. Seriously, of talent. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna keep the Boston vibes a rolling this week for my my hype up section of the podcast i'm really i'm I'm gonna be chatting about alston pudding they do a lot of great music review uh work here in the boston area specifically around a lot of new and up upcoming acts actually this week they did a lot of features on um folks that you've heard on this podcast um including old soul uh, who put out their album this week and they did a really sweet uh, live recording uh, session with the band Future Teens, which we featured a few pods back. But yeah, I'm going to be linking the video to that performance in the show notes so folks can check that out. But the blog really covers so much stuff that you can find brand new music for. So if you want to read uh, read a bu- about a bunch of new music that's going on in the world, and especially in the Boston area, go to alstonpudding.com. That's literally Alston, A-L-L-S-T-O-N, Pudding, P-U-D-D-I-N-G dot com and you can find out so much cool stuff including some all sorts of new bands reviews of shows videos of gigs there's a lot of great stuff on there and the editor-in-chief christine we will have on the podcast at the end of the month for our next episode of in between spins so a little bit of a spoiler alert but really excited to chat with her about new music and stuff that she's listening to these days Austin Pudding also promotes its own gigs. Uh, they recently announced gigs with Palehound, which who put out a great album last year, as well as a new gig with Trace Mountains and Horse Jumper of Love, which will be at Great Scott on April 9th. And the uh, Palehound gig is at the Sinclair on March 16th. So make sure that you are, if you're in the Boston area, you check out those gigs. 
So that's all I'm going to say about Austin Pudding. It's a kick-ass uh, blog. They have a lot of great stuff on there. And you should check it out, austinpudding.com. And yeah, let's get back to this conversation with Jess and Tom. All right, so you guys have been gigging for a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's uh, something you guys have learned playing some gigs in like DIY scenes? Because you guys play a lot in like Lowell. Yeah. Right? In the Boston area, yeah. as of late, we yeah. play in the Boston area a little bit. Um, mostly Lowell, though. Yeah. Um, I've learned that you always need to double check if somebody's backlining a kit. <laughs> like yeah, that, everyone always... just assumes. You know that I think there was like a hard times article. I don't really love the hard times, but there's one about how it's like all drummers assumed that other drummer was going to bring kits, so there was no yeah. kit was no <laughs> at the show. And I just, I, you know, I've just just experiencing that. I mean, I don't even play. I don't play percussion, but yeah. it's just it's so funny. So making sure everything's backlined is definitely something that we've learned to scramble with. Um, kind of learn that. Over time, that uh, this is this might sound weird at first, but everyone has a place in in DIY shows and the that kind of community. Um, it's not like you're. It's not like shows where there's an audience and then the performers. Um, usually at DIY shows, everyone, I mean, well, yeah, it's a, it's a community, so Mm -hmm. people know each other. Um, most of the people watching in the audience are also performers Mm -hmm. or at least a good portion of people or or if they're not performers are involved uh, in some other way, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, visual art or, um, record label stuff or taking pictures um seems like yeah that's it seems like especially in the scenes out here everyone's willing to help out in some way or another like yeah at least like switching over gear or or, um booking gigs because like i'll talk to a bunch of people and like at random shows like oh yeah i'm booking this other gig i'm like oh you're booking gigs everyone's booking gigs all right Tight, because I, I in my college town, I was the person that booked the gigs. Like, if you wanted a gig in town, you came to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I booked you at some of the bars in town or the on-campus stuff. And so it was always like it's like a brain-bending thing to be in a city where like everyone's trying to like help each other out. And there's like the house shows and people playing on living room floors, like. It's a whole different experience. And I, I personally really like that. Yeah. I like I like being on the same level as everybody. When yeah. we play shows at places, like venues are really cool. Like being able to have a good sound system and be able to play and have a sound check. And yeah. it's wonderful. Good lights. Great. A stage. But I <laughs> love being on the same plateau as everybody. Yeah. Just like Tom was saying, everybody is there as a community. There's mm-hmm. no really, I don't see a separation between artist and audience mm-hmm. because everyone there is an artist. Everyone there is in the audience, including mm. us. We go and watch the bands after we play. It's not just, all right, let's go to the green room. What green room? We don't yeah. we do not do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, except for Rock for Tots. That was really cool. But uh, 
I mean, it's it's just like being able to stand there at the same level as everybody else and making it feel like we are not any different from you and you are not any different from us. We are this on the same yeah. level of whatever we're feeling right now. And I love that because I think the issue with stage is that it's like inferior, yeah. like inferior, superior kind There's of thing. There's a power like, difference. Exactly. Well, and yeah. I don't like that. I like people to be able to look us in the eyes mm-hmm. and be on the same level and to be able to feel like, wow, like. It's not a bunch of just douchebags playing music for, for chicks and money. It's, it's <laughs> people really trying to create a community, and I, I, I love it. I always felt so alone as a kid, and then joining this music scene and the community and just meeting all these beautiful artists and, and, and musicians and whatever people do. It's all in art, science. I don't care. I, it's great. It's We all inspire each other. Yeah. It's nice. I love it. The One of the... One of the coolest experiences that I've had in music to date was when we played the art space with Bren from Modern Baseball. Oh, yeah. And um, I was opening... Huh? Uncharted Gallery. The Uncharted Gallery in um, Lowell. And I was opening, and we had, like... I got there with, like, still an hour before the show was starting, and it was already packed. Yep. And you came up to me, and you were like... I'm freaking the fuck out right now. Can we can we go outside? Like can we can we go outside? And I was like, let's go. We both went outside and got some air because like I was having a lot of anxiety. Me too. Because I had never played. Like the room was packed. It was stuffy and disgusting. There were rows of chairs. Like that never happens there. Like people are standing up. There are people sitting in chairs. Like they're about to watch a, a fucking movie or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh my. God. Yeah. It was it was like a whole different thing, but it was it was wonderful because yeah. um I felt there was a lot of love in that room that night. Like oh, yeah. I truly felt that way. And so I was just so excited to like share that experience with y'all. And it was like the first time you did acoustic too, right? Yeah. Um, or uh, second time, but the first time it was like well prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I but I, I I love it and still contest that y'all need to do more acoustic shit. Uh, but I'm Maybe. a big I'm a big acoustic nerd. So. I love acoustic music. Did some music. today. Yeah. We covered Animal Flag today. Oh shit! Oh, radio, that was fun. Animal Flag. Uh, not just... to get too off topic, but no, it's great. We uh, did sensation. Nice. Sensation. Covering one of Boston's big acts these days, too. Jeez. And people like you, and I know uh, there's now Nature Shots. Yep. Michi, going to be talking to her soon. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. If you're she does art therapy this, stuff. So such a cool human. Yeah. I have nothing but the utmost respect for both of those bands, like both yeah. of those collectives of people. They're so nice. Oh, yeah. Nothing but respect. Yeah, there's so many good people right now in the scene. I'm really, I'm really stoked about um, being out here right now because um, when I was in Oregon, like, and it was funny, I was having this conversation with someone where uh, you've heard what I play and how I play, yeah. and in Oregon, it was like pulling teeth to get anyone to kind of like get it, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. And when I came out here, the first gig I played, someone was like. I've been waiting to hear someone play music like you. And I'm like, what? I've never heard that kind of encouragement before. Granted, my friends would come and watch me, but they were coming to like support me, a person, but yeah. not really the art. Yeah. And so what I love about the scenes out here is people are coming to support the art. And we'll play like a sit-down show in a living room, and it's everyone's quiet and paying attention. And the second you're done... 
playing the song, people are just like, yeah, that was great. I love when you did this. And they'll give you like a little bit of feedback. And you'll play your next song. I'm like, I've never had that before. And I don't know how to deal with it. I love you. <laughs> I've never had that level Positive of support before. enforcement? <laughs> what? No, I, I, I grew up as a kid that was constantly told not like to stop running around or to stop breaking stuff or uh, no one was stop. ever and no one was ever like constructive with me and so it's stop Craig, breaking stop stuff, breaking stuff. Serious? i mean i was a baseball player so i would just hit baseballs in my so backyard so why is your cat football and, they, oh, yeah. and not baseball uh, <laughs> that's a good point actually <laughs> football you are now baseball football i don't know where you are cat Whatever. All right. This is great podcast stuff because people at home are just like, what the, why? They visualize the scene. It's good. (laughs) They can visualize a tuxedo cat. We'll put, I'll put a picture on the website. (laughs) People, people should know by now what my cat looks like. They've heard football enough in the background. Yeah, right. The star of the show. The the real star of the show is football, the cat, football, etc. Um, but in doing um, gigs a bunch and um, um, being a badass rock chick in the scene, uh, especially right now when we're having uh, a big wave of folks calling out sexual assault shit at gigs, um, what sort of experiences have you had kind of having to call that stuff out or even like confronting that shit? Do you ever have to come up with that? confront that shit Tom or how much does that come up and like what are your thoughts on folks in the scene kind of calling that stuff out in general I am very lucky to say that I have spent most of my life surrounded by people who would not dare dare Mm -hmm. do the things that are very prevalent it's crazy you know you'd think that somebody in the music scene right now would really be experiencing this constantly. And I know what happens constantly oh, yeah. just because I, I don't see it all the time. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been lucky enough to, to find a solid group of people and the people in the scene for the most part, for mm-hmm. the most part are very considerate and respectful people. And mm-hmm. it makes me, Oh God, it makes me so angry I get, I get so angry, you know, like, fuck you. How, how dare you, you tell somebody who is a victim that they are not a victim of something? How fucking dare you? Mm-hmm. How fucking dare you? Do you even know what that's like? Do you know what it's like to go through trauma like that? Mm-hmm. They're, obviously, they're not going to just go, oh, so-and-so did this to me. So-and-so did this. No, like, you're terrified and embarrassed and humiliated, even mm-hmm. though you shouldn't be. And it stinks that the way society has been built around this is that, oh, it's your fault. Like, you shouldn't have been that way. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have worn that, Sally. Mm-hmm. Oh, you shouldn't have a vagina, Sally. You're mm-hmm. asking for it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry. Gets me. It really bothers me. Um, yeah. But luckily, and, and, and I can only really say for myself um, that the people I have kept close in my life, I've rarely experienced um, a situation at a show where I've had to point something out or say something. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I've had my share mm-hmm. of things. <laughs> well, and it seems like there's there's a pretty good movement around making sure that 
if we if we're starting to see things happen, like we're actually saying something now. Good, yeah. Um, and I've I've noticed a lot of people be pretty pretty productive, especially in online spaces. Like, hey, we're not booking shows with this person anymore. Hey, we're not booking this band anymore. Like, at least looking out for the space. And I think yeah. that that's a that's a wonderful movement. I at do least. too. Um, because in the past, I know that there have just been bands that just got a, a could coast along because people would just forget about it tomorrow. And no one should ever have to go see a musical act and feel unsafe. That was the safest. The safest space for me as a kid was listening to music mm-hmm. or being around live music and the fact that it's it's been so toxic. It's like how these places like it's like music is a safe space for people Mm -hmm. it's where people find solace it's where people have dealt with the worst of the worst and the best of the best and Mm -hmm. the fact that people are now speaking out and doing something about it it, it's so important because these people it's like if you don't have a safe place where is your home you know what i mean if you don't have a comfortable place to go at the end of the day after what you've been through what kind of life is that? And I want to give people a place where they can be, where they don't have to fucking worry about somebody making them feel bad for who they are or mm-hmm. who they love or, or or making them feel inferior or mm-hmm. or like it, it just it just I'm just really proud of the things that we've been able to accomplish lately. And I know mm-hmm. people find it annoying, but it's not annoying. Yeah. It is important. And yeah. you know, if your friend is being a dick, you should call them out on it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's like, oh, he's a good guy, back hard. Fuck that. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 Sorry. No. Sometimes I, I, my, I'm manic, and I'm just like, bah, yeah, bah, bah. <laughs> No, but it's it's real. No, and I, I, I appreciate that because, like, for a lot of times, and especially like, I was a guy who had to unlearn a lot of toxic shit that I was taught a lot in society, and especially at gigs. Because growing up, a lot of time you're like, "Uh, that chick's at this gig. She's probably just trying to like get with one of the band members, or just trying to like be seen. Why is she wearing heels going into a pit? What the fuck? Like these things would go through a shitty, toxic, insecure man's brain. Like mine used to be, and might still be. I don't know. One would argue. I'm still a piece of shit guy. I don't know. I'm working on it every day. I can relate to that. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. I like, I remember when um, the front porch stat thing came out. Oh, Oh, my God. You know, and that, I think that was the first, um, that's the first time that I remembered a musician being called out and their career being ruined over sexual harassment and assault fucking deserved it piece of shit yeah so um what was I gonna say uh but it it's sort of interesting to me how um the me too movement in my mind seems to have sprung up from the DIY music scene yeah um and I'm, I'm sure that's not entirely true mm-hmm. like it i mean it, it existed in other pockets of our culture too but um i mean for years it was it was something that happened i mean i guess uh i mean being critical about sexual assault um and harassment 
um, was something that to me existed in DIY music for a long time mm-hmm. and in music scenes without really existing in the culture at large. And then all of a sudden, I think, like, with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. When those allegations came out, and then that really kind of started... open. Yeah. And now it's it's prevalent in culture, and, like, the same kind of debate that was happening um, in, like, the niche of DIY, you know, like, alternative music well, is okay. now happening on... Um, a main big scale. Yeah, right? I mean, and like the major media sites, that's front page news. Well, because uh, uh, I, I feel like uh, to echo that, I feel like a lot of what had been happening in the like DIY scenes and in I don't know even like the emo spaces and whatnot, they were holding a lot of people accountable. Especially front porch that was like one of the first guys. But around that same time, like the band Better Off. Do you remember them? Um, yeah. Like their bassist was accused of uh, raping someone, and then he a... he was like, "Yeah, I did that. We talked about it." And then he like backed away and took away that uh, that 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 statement. And then the whole band basically became victim blamers, and their band was like immediately canceled. And then there was the whole issue with Power Bottom, and Power Bottom was done. It was like the week their album came out, they were done. And so like the scene like holding people accountable is really important. And then with the stuff with Jesse Lacey, like that mm. broke a lot of people. Like Jesse Lacey was super important to me growing up. He yeah. was super important to me too. And so to like learn all of that shit is so much. And but what I'm thankful for is people are not people are listening. People are listening to survivors. Which is incredible, which is something that has been ignored for way too long. And I think, you know, what's really important is the fact that, um, unfortunately, big change takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important that we really acknowledge the people who have been stuck in these, like, societally... Like, the society, you know, you grew up with all these toxic behaviors because you're a man. You mm-hmm. have to be this way. Because mm-hmm. men have penises, and that's all you're limited to when you have a penis, is you have to be a man. And That's scary accurate. And, and, and being, <laughs> being a man is this whole charade, like this mm-hmm. whole charade of whatever. And I think it's, like, important that, you know, like you were saying, and like you were saying... People are adapting and change takes time and the people who are really trying, who really aren't, they're not doing anything bad, but they, you know, they do something and you go, hey, that's not cool. And they go, oh shit, you're right. That isn't cool. And mm-hmm. then they work to change themselves mm-hmm. and better themselves. That's, that's respectful to me. Yeah. And, um, I, I respect that a lot. I mean, I wish things would just change overnight. I really do. Yeah. Um, there are people who are suffering from their demons, from, 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 things that probably keep them up for years and years and i just think it's important to also acknowledge the people who are really trying to unhook themselves from those things that they were learned that were learned at such a young age and they're trying to change themselves and i think that's really important that we support these people instead of going oh but you still do this and do this and do this it's like okay here's what you're doing Mm -hmm. and those people acknowledge it and they change it 
Mm-hmm. Like that's respectful. People who really who really put in the effort to change themselves because it's yeah. not something you, you can't like you're a kid you, you and you did things for 10 15 years of your life it's like mm-hmm. trying to quit cigarettes cold turkey it's yeah. like it's really hard for some people to unlearn their bad habits yeah. and all i'm saying is that the people who are unlearning and relearning mm-hmm. thank you yeah <laughs> One, it's interesting because uh, actually I've been like dedicating my whole week to, I've been reading a lot of <clears throat> feminist and anarchist theory on sure. on transformative justice and what it looks like to educate those who have harmed people in a community yeah, and in relationships. And so kind of what you're talking about and what we were talking about a little bit before we were um, start, had started the podcast is how even in relationships... You fuck up from time to time. I, Katie and I are not perfect. I know on this podcast, Katie and I have been. Katie's been on here plenty of times. Have done their own thing. We seem perfect. We're not. That's just people. That's just people, and we go through our our shit. But we understand our boundaries. We talk about it. And one of the things that I've been learning a whole lot is the first step in transformative justice and unlearning and re-educating yourself is accepting. Like it's kind of like with uh, addiction. It's accepting that there's a problem and accepting that you have responsibility over that problem and how it affects other people instead of the number one, one of the, I think it's the number one sin that men have in our DNA, which is getting defensive immediately defensive yeah. when someone brings something to us and we're like oh no 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 i wasn't but no dude just like feel a little <laughs> like accept that what you said wasn't cool or what you did wasn't cool and then commit to changing that but I'm and like, then yeah. we'll be better for a community because you changed and you probably educated other people along the way too but then on the other hand people like front porch step not to bring this piece of shit back up yeah. again but it's like he came out he's like i found god mm-hmm. here's my new album i'm completely different you never rehabilitated yourself you yeah. were just like here's a new thing i can cling on to that'll keep people from li- keep people listening to me that is ridiculous like you okay maybe he wanted to change and maybe he's trying to change but get the hell out of the scene that you destroy do not come yeah. back here you want to write music on your own time do it on your own time yep. you already ruined our it's trust just- all those yeah. little girls coming from a side, coming as a as a as a cisgendered white woman, mm-hmm. I grew up as a little girl looking at these male musicians, being mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, so dreamy, so cool. Yeah. He's so cool. He's so superior to me. I would mm-hmm. love to kiss him. I'd love to see his body, like mm-hmm. stuff like that." And and they would take advantage of it. Yeah. Of course they would, because I'm this little girl who's fantasizing about the big rock boy who's gonna drive me home on his motorcycle and show me how to play a riff or two and listen to Avenged Sevenfold. I don't know. I don't know. But it's like... That's not my fault that I'm looking up to you and then you're taking advantage of it. And then people blame you. It's like, you shouldn't have gone to the show. You shouldn't have talked to him. shouldn't have gone his number. I didn't think that he was gonna do anything wrong to me. Yeah. I was just really... Like, you know what I mean? And, And I grew up, like idolizing these men and I would always like find like when I was lonely I'd be like oh like that guy's in a band like let's talk to him like I love music and then he just used me yeah and 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 then I you know their music just sounded a lot 
less musical to me. Hmm. You know, hmm. I don't know. God it, damn it! <laughs> it really, it really skewed my idea on, and that's that's why I wanted to become um, a rock star. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not even a rock star, but that's why I wanted to really put my talents to the test because I think it's important that that women and and non-binary folk and people who who have been in the back have a chance to get up there and 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 revolutionize what music is it's not about the men it's not about your penises okay Mm. it's about the love and the commitment and the creativity that comes from a person a person we're all people (laughs) it just i don't know no no, you're you you nailed that you nailed all that like what what do they expect like you know i'm this young 14 year old girl i see like a 19 year old guy who's really attractive playing guitar playing something that i have a passion for and i obviously am wooed by this and then they just take advantage of it Mm -hmm. and it's nice that at least like i said with the people we all talk with and the people that we um we play music with Mm -hmm. most of the time it's really nice to be part of a community that where people that's not allowed and people Mm -hmm. don't but they still do Mm -hmm. it's i don't know it's all confusing people i don't know who to trust anymore honestly the music industry is like it's like i hate it i love it i fucking hate it i love it i don't want to be in it anymore oh my god what else do i like to do besides play music yeah (laughs) yeah oh my god that's the ever-growing conundrum though isn't it yeah all right, now it's time for the music break portion of the podcast. I'm bringing you a song from the new Old Soul album, Koi. It's already been referenced a bunch in this episode. Uh, and Jess and Tom gave you the rundown on why this song got its particular name. I Fell Asleep to Twin Peaks Part 1 uh, is the name of this song. The album comes out this Friday, February 9th. You can get it at Counterintuitive Records. Uh, on Bandcamp uh, or on counterintuitiverecords.com or at oldsoulma.bandcamp.com. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on uh, Twitter, Instagram. They're all very active on all the social media platforms. I've I've listened to the album a few times now, and I think it's really great. Uh, it is very uh, strong from beginning to end. There's a lot of different sounds on it. The band really explores a lot of different styles, and I absolutely love that about this band. They're definitely one of those bands going some places, so please do yourself a favor and follow up with this band listen to their album it's not a super long album so you can get you can crush it in no time it's great great tunes the album artwork is wonderful it's very punny it is very uh, on the nose if you will you should definitely check it out and right now you get to hear the song i fell asleep to twin peaks part one off the new album koi which comes out this friday february 9th on counterintuitive records
All right, that was I Fell Asleep to Twin Peaks Part 1 by Old Soul. You can get their new album, Koi, this Friday, February 9th on Counterintuitive Records. They got CDs, they got digital. You can get it at oldsoulma.bandcamp.com. And now, let's finish this conversation with Jess Hall and Tom Stevens. Let's wrap this up with some lightning round questions. Okay. We'll wrap it up. Maybe we'll get some food. I'm hungry. I don't know. You guys driving back tonight? Yeah. I'm yeah. hungry. Uh, I'm not hungry, but... I'm we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I could always eat. I'm really craving some IHOP. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm craving IHOP, but... We can do it. Maybe. Huh? I do like IHOP. <laughs> I like the little... uh. Uh, little eyebrows. eyebrows. Got yeah. <laughs> got some nice eyebrows. Yeah. All right. Favorite colors? That's hard. Oh, wow. Gray blues. Gray blues. Anything in like the cool color spectrum and okay. pastel yellow. Oh. Okay. And black. Black. Gray sky. I like all colors. I really do. I can't pick one. <laughs> Depends on my mood. Purple. Purple. Okay. All right. Favorite kind of food? <laughs> Pasta. God, I really love Felipe's in Harvard Square. <sighs> Felipe's Felipe is the realness. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah, I went there last night. It's the way. It's the light. It's the way, Felipe. Oh, yeah. Anything that's a carb, I'll eat it. Oh, yeah? I mean, that's why I'm, like, craving pancakes right now, because i got to run a bunch this weekend. Uh, favorite movie? Do you guys like movies? Um, I don't want to say Napoleon Dynamite, but Napoleon. <laughs> I love Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> He's from I my do. hometown, Salem, really? or- Salem, Oregon. My sister oh, went to God, high school with him. It's such an awful movie, but it's. Okay. I'm I'm embarrassed. Go ahead. My two movies. No, I'm not embarrassed. Actually, I'll say he's loud and proud. Well, one of them. This is like. I mean, I really like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. That movie kills me every single time I watch it, and I have to take like a week off from existing. But. I love School of Rock. Yeah! <laughs> I love School of Rock. I mean, I don't really agree with some of its little little quirks in there that, that are just, I don't know, but yeah. I like School of Rock. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Can I give a better answer for mine? <laughs> what would the, it be? Um, I just want to say that the last two movies I saw in theaters were um, The Florida Project. Okay. That was really, really with good. With Willem Dafoe? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in it, and some other actors you've never heard of. Yeah, but that was—I don't know if it's my favorite, but everyone should see that. It's such a realistic take, and it's so uniquely done. But what was the yeah, other the Florida one? Project. You oh, the other one is Lady Bird. Oh, Lady also. Bird! Yeah, I, I heard that's that great. One. Yeah, we just saw uh, Shape of Water, and that was really intense and weird and great. Movies are too things. expensive for me to go out and see them. I just wait. We don't we don't really go to them either. It's typically whenever, because on Tuesdays they're cheap over here in yeah. one of our theaters. Oh, five cool. Bucks. And they play like movies that aren't yeah. in the main theaters no, anymore. No, that, that are. It's just a $2, $5 Tuesdays or something. That's so nice. Yeah. What about some books? He's like, books? Um, hmm. I mean, you did the whole this is a favorite creative, book, or, yeah, for, or something you just or, go to. Uh, let's Even see. the most recent one, I don't know. Yeah, I just read um, Her graphic novels. I read graphic novels. Joan Didion, oh, um, yeah. Slouching Towards Bethlehem. <sighs> really like that journalism from like sixty years ago. Mm-hmm. But she was really... she was ahead of her time, man. 
extremely um just really self-reflective in a really articulate way she just has a knack for articulating the kinds of um personal experiences that people have but aren't very good at you know even pinpointing or explaining yeah you know she nailed the human experience like she's really solid at that if you need stuff while you're in an existential crisis read some joan didion (laughs) i don't really have a favorite book because i have the attention span of a flea yeah um it's tough it's really tough yeah, for us, me to... Yeah, us millennials have to... Um, if it's not buckle, on the internet... We have to buckle down a little more to have the focus to get through a book because our attention spans are so... I like short stories. Okay. All over the place, yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. What about some music recently? My what Chemical you... Fucking Romance! <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. You did a cover set, right? Of My Chem? Oh, yeah. I am My Chemical Romance, okay? (laughs) Reincarnated. I am My Chemical Romance. That's great. Uh, I really like Big Thief recently. Oh, Capacity's such a good album. Chris has really got me into Big Thief. I love it. I love Big Thief. Capacity's a great album. So gentle. They're still underrated. There's this one line, it's like... Even with all the type. I have an older brother out there somewhere he could be anywhere and i relate to that line so much because i have a piece of shit older brother who <laughs> left me when my father died and yeah. he's wandering around there somewhere and every time i hear that line i'm just like ah <laughs> yeah <laughs> same <laughs> the song paul by big thief has the best guitar solo of any song ever oh. you should check it out dang is that on the new one no, that's no, on, the, on the, first the previous album. one the first album but yeah my chemical if you hear it, you might think i'm joking band. but I'm, I'm not joking dang um, I've just been listening to M. Ward. Is his oh, stage yeah. name? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know that guy? Yeah. I really, Sorry. These are really good, I can't yeah. hear really you past the emo. Songwriter. I don't know. I don't know everything he's done, but he yeah. I know he worked with Connor Oberst a lot. Yeah. Um, but he he does his own stuff. Nick Drake's good too. Yeah. The guy does all the Sheen M stuff with Zoe Deschanel. M. Ward. Oh, really? It's yeah. Jess. It's Jess. It's great. Awesome. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We got we we went through some stuff. We went that was a whole journey. We went here and there. I yeah. don't even remember what we talked about. <laughs> yeah, we, like, we just like went down a hole. I, I feel like we missed a lot of things. Or just like, is there anything you would like to close with as we wrap up here? Yes. Uh, <laughs> other than that, sneeze. Yeah, I hope that wasn't what you were talking about. <laughs> It was lingering. I needed. Jess to... has been holding that one in the entire time. Um. But, so the album Koi. Yep. Coming out. February I love the night. I love the double entendre of having a koi, <laughs> but it's called Koi yeah. with a C O Y. That's fucking smart. I love it. Who thought of that? Makes me LOL. You guys are smart. Making, <laughs> making some of the best music really? right now. I'm really stoked to thank see you. what you guys fucking do. Uh, thank you. Maybe you'll be the next band just handpicked from Counterintuitive. Who the fuck knows, right? Who knows? All Anything I can say, possible. I guess my wrap-up sentence is uh, thank you very much for having us. Uh, thank you for being such a beautiful human with such a supportive and inspiring qualities. And mm-hmm. it's really important to have people like you uh 
cultivating and congregating these people to to band together to create some kind of revolution or change in the world. And uh, for that, I really respect you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, that makes me feel great. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> well, you shouldn't. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't take a lot of opportunities to to sit down and, and talk in depth about some about particular things and that often. Yeah. That's one of the things that I love about doing this podcast that I get to just like for at least an hour, an hour and a half, I just get to talk to people and not think about the world and all the busyness of life and just like have Mm -hmm. a conversation. Yeah, and and I have a make a deliberate effort to get past surface level stuff. Yeah. 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 People don't do that very often without specific prompting. So. Well, hell yeah. Thank you both. Yeah, I love Thanks it. Thanks for having us. That's it. We did it. Another episode done. Thank you for joining us for this week's conversation. Uh, I'm really excited for the new Old Soul album again this Friday, February 9th. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Jess and Tom. Uh, again, there will be an extra episode this Saturday for y'all to check out. Uh, if you like what you heard, please go to oldsoulma.bandcamp.com and hear their album. It's pretty darn good. Uh, and also go to alstonpudding.com so you can keep up on all the new tunes that are coming out in the world and keep up on the Boston scene if that's where you are, if that's what you want to learn about. And yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot else I'm going to say at the end of this episode uh, except for if you like what you hear like what I'm doing, uh, send us some likes on the Apple podcast store. Uh, leave us a review, rate us. Everything helps a little bit. Tell your friends, share the podcast. You know, that'd be really sweet. That'd be, I'd really appreciate that. Help your best friend Craig out a little bit, you know, spread the word. That'd be really sick. Uh, if you like, want to follow me you can follow me at uh craig Bittedman on instagram and twitter you can also follow at edupunks pod on instagram and twitter as well and that's all i got for this week i'll be back next week uh with a whole new conversation and actually this saturday with an extra episode of this conversation too so you know just always going to be in your ear holes all right take it easy let's get to work Thanks, yeah.